What's up, guys? This is Intel Sports. I'm Alex. This is Jake. And we are back at it again with another episode. This is episode two, and we are going to dive right in. Let's talk about that Patriots game and the Ravens game on Sunday. Dude, that was a super good game to me for the Ravens. Felt bad for Patriots fans, but you know what? I was super happy with the outcome, which I predicted the Ravens would get the win. Okay, you predicted, but that's because you were biased in that opinion. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. Okay, maybe a little. All right. Well, anyway, let's talk about some of the highlights that we noticed from the game. Jake, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, obviously, one thing that surprised me was being able to see the Baltimore Ravens run the ball as well as they did. 210 rushing yards uh, for the game. Didn't think Bill Belichick would let that happen. But the thing that stood out to me the most, Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar Jackson was a powerhouse. He is impressing me more and more every week that I see him and he's already to me looking like he can be uh, be a better player than Michael Vick a better player than Michael Vick a better player than Michael Vick wow that's pretty that's pretty deep there well you know one thing that is going well for Lamar also is that he's staying out of trouble he's staying healthy Michael Vick had the problems of what he went through in his time in Atlanta and uh you know, I think that obviously hurt him, plus the injuries. So if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, I think we'll see something pretty special for him. Uh, and obviously staying out of trouble is going to be a huge thing. Yeah. But another player from the Baltimore Ravens side of things that impressed me was Mark Ingram, the running back. Mark Ingram. He ran hard, and it was a nice thing to see from the Ravens. I'm interested to see if uh, New England can get back on track uh, when they play the Philadelphia Eagles in a couple weeks. You know what? I don't doubt it. But one thing I will point out is that New England seemed to be doing pretty good up until, you know, the turn point of the game, which I would say is all of the turnovers. That The turnovers hurt. The turnover. One specific one was when uh, Edelman fumbled the ball and, you know, they returned it for a touchdown turnover right there and touchdown on the same play i think that to me i think that was the biggest turning point in the game yeah absolutely because it it seemed like you know maybe the patriots were hanging in there they were going to get another you know touchdown they could have even gotten a field goal maybe but that right there to me communicated okay the ravens are they're obviously going to get this game because it doesn't seem like the patriots are picking up their pace which is another thing that i did notice tom brady like we said last week is really slowing down and I think that that showed a lot this game because I did notice that he was throwing a lot to the air. He was throwing – half of the game I noticed he was throwing to the air. Well, and I think back to you what you said about the fumble being the turning point. The crazy thing is I think if the Baltimore Ravens don't turn over the ball twice like they did, I think we would have saw the Ravens get to 40. And I don't think New England would have matched it. I don't even think New England would have got up to 20 points. But yeah, that, like you said, Tom Brady looked off. The only the only bright spot that I saw from New England on Sunday was Muhammad Sanu. Julian Edelman impressed me a little bit with some of the routes he was running, but Muhammad Sanu really to me came up big in that game. Ten catches and I think it was eighty one yards, something like that. But I think that Tom Brady just Obviously, he felt the pressure. 
Ravens brought it to him every single time. Well, I'd say he felt the pressure, got sacked. Well, not just sacked, but he got hit a lot that game. Oh, yeah. And it was more – I don't think I've seen him get hit as much as I had that game. Maybe Buffalo earlier this year. But other than that, I think, for for crying out loud, they got to be able to run the ball too, though. But their offensive line is so beat up. And hopefully getting their left tackle back soon will help them out. But I'm really interested to see how Brady bounces back against Philadelphia because I think Philadelphia is going to get the win on that one. Likewise. I mean, I think – actually, you know what? I have to disagree with that. I don't think Philadelphia is going to get that one only because the way that I've seen Brady work before is he gets knocked down and then he gets right back up. You know, unfortunately, it takes a loss and it takes a a beat down to be able to bring that out of him. Right. But I do believe that this next game, he's going to be able to just kind of go full force with it. Um, I think he saw a lot of the pressure, like you said, from this last game. Excuse me. And um, I think one thing that does help a lot of athletes and not just for Tom Brady, but a majority of them is that when you lose a game like that especially with your record this far into the season your next probability is to go up you know like when you get down you go up there's nowhere else to go so i i do disagree with you on that i think the patriots are going to bring it back um for philadelphia and i do see tom brady actually playing very well this next game i mean i'm sure he's gonna play well philadelphia does not have a good secondary i just think that carson wentz will be able to match Brady and I think that I think a lot of teams are going to take away from this game we can run the ball on New England because I don't think New England thought that the Baltimore Ravens were going to be able to do that because I think they also got full of themselves because they were thinking themselves man we have stopped everybody and no one's been able to score but the problem is you played Miami you played the Jets you played the Redskins and the Giants those are not good teams. And even when they showed the graph on the board with the quarterbacks they faced, I'm like, is anyone supposed to be impressed with that? Like, those aren't good quarterbacks. Is it, yeah, it's kind of a given that you would excel over those quarterbacks. But I do have to say, I feel bad for the New York Jets fans losing to Miami this past Sunday. That's pretty embarrassing. I will say this, though. I've I've never seen the Jets as somebody, or not somebody, as a team – who would impress me, you know, as much as you would think any other team would impress you. The Jets have always been, to me, and you said this before, that I hopped to and from teams. You did, and they, Jets for one. The Jets would always be, to me, literally just a team that, you know, somebody sees and they're like, oh, you know, that seems like a cool team. Let me root for them. But I don't think, recently at least, they've been doing they've been doing good enough to actually see something from. So I do agree with you that, you know, Patriots going up against the teams like the Jets and, and all the other ones that you mentioned before, it's just kind of not – it's not an impressive kind of uh, statistic, I guess you could say, but it's more of like a given thing. So Exactly. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. One thing I want to touch upon, though, is um, the Ravens got a couple of uh, personal fouls in their flags, yeah, they and did. they still managed – to completely like disregard all of the New England Patriot, New England, New England, New England Patriots. There you go, buddy. 
the defense and the offense because it's still somehow they still managed to get ahead of them and it really it really interests me the fact that you know you could you can get all of these flags against you and you're still going to pick it up and take well, you it know, with you. I think one thing we're going to see less of from New England the next time they play, uh, I think they're going to play with more discipline because the the Patriots I saw on Sunday were not the disciplined team that they Bill, were... that Bill Belichick has coached up. Because yeah. Bill Belichick, he will grind his guys to make sure that they play smarter and they did not play smart on Sunday. Yeah, they definitely seemed a little too relaxed. They seemed like they were um they got very full of themselves. Yeah, they seemed they were their ego kind of grew and they it felt like they were they were just thinking to themselves, "Oh, we got this. There's no big deal. We'll just play this like an easy out kind of game." You know, like it's not it's not going to affect us at any way. So, I do see that um <coughs> Excuse me. You okay there, buddy? Yeah, I'm a little... My throat's, like, really dry. Oh, that's all right. But, you know, um, like you said, I'm I'm looking forward uh, to seeing New England and Philadelphia play each other, and hopefully we'll get a closer game. I think Bill Belichick will get his guys back on track, but I'm also interested to see if Philadelphia can remain in the playoff hunt because... The, they got the Dallas Cowboys in front of them, and I really hope they can catch up those Cowboys. I can't stand them. Why? America's team, there's no way. How do you lose all the 2000s, not have a Super Bowl, and be called America's team? You have not won since the 90s, and it drives me insane. Well, I think it's just more of like a general aspect. I mean, wouldn't you want to say that New England – is America's team? I mean, well, to be honest, a lot of people don't like New England because they win too much, which at a certain point I don't see what the point in that is. It's but listen, when you can actually compete and you can be on a level of New England, then by all means, feel free to take the crown from them because I don't think New England's going anywhere. I don't think we're ever going to see anyone succeed like New England again. But I do think the Baltimore Ravens found a way to maybe win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, one person or one team, I will say, does not look like they are going to be close to dethroning uh, New England. Would be uh, you want to tell us about that team, Jake? You seem fond of them. The Cleveland Browns? No. Because I don't think you mean the Green Bay Packers. Oh, I definitely mean the Green Bay Packers. Why? Because they lost this Sunday, Mister. <sighs> Man, that was that was your your favorite team. Was picked is. to win. Oh, listen, listen, buddy. Let me just tell you right now. Green Bay is going to get back on track. I was at the game Sunday. The only thing that sucks is I have been to the past two Green Bay games when they've been out here in L.A. Each time they have lost, and I have had my br- my heart shattered by the Green Bay Packers. So, um, one of my good buddies, and actually your brother's a Rams fan, lost to him last year and then lost to the Chargers on Sunday. It was a very poor outing by the Packers. But I also got to give Los Angeles credit on how they played Aaron Rodgers because they looked great. Defense played great, got to Rodgers a lot. Their running backs were phenomenal. Uh, we got Carolina on Sunday, 
We'll see how we can handle Christian McCaffrey. I think he's about to run wild. Yeah, that that'll be a very interesting game to watch. I do I feel like, you know, the Packers have got this one, but I also kind of feel like the Panthers are going to get this one. So, I mean, you got to go one way or the other, man. I honestly I feel like if I'm going to go anyway, I would go towards the Panthers. You must have lost your mind. Well, I wouldn't say lost my mind. I think I'm thinking more on the logic, logical side. Your logic is flawed, man. And we'll, fi- I mean, we'll find out on Sunday. I think, I think we're gonna beat Carolina, but I do think that Christian McCaffrey is gonna still go crazy and berserk. Yeah, agreed. One thing I will say though, and I've been waiting this entire time to say it oh, is, oh boy, here we go. My Broncos won. Look at that. Man, congratulations. With you a guys third string won. quarterback. Oh uh, yeah, lucky you. Who who'd they win against, Jake? You guys beat Cleveland. Exactly. Not much of a prize there. Yeah, it really isn't. But you know what? I will give credit where credit is due, and I will say the Broncos did exceptional this Sunday. I'll give you guys credit. I, I liked what I saw from Brandon Allen. Um you know, do I think he can repeat the success? That remains to be seen. But man, Cleveland is disappointing us this year you go from people making bets on you being the super bowl favorites baker mayfield being a favorite for the mvp and you just can't get it figured out so hopefully they can get it done they need to make some changes to get where they need to be but i don't think they're close not even like a little bit i don't i don't think that there's a lot they can do this season to really save themselves i think we're gonna have to wait and see if cleveland can make the playoffs in 2020 oh that sounds like a sounds like a very interesting you know thought why don't we go to and this is actually pretty cool we got a question looking forward to this one um and let's go to that so the question says i would like to know when you guys think the browns and the lions would will be super bowl contenders and what it will take for each team to get there. Well, do you want me to start with the Lions or the Browns first? Let's go ahead and start with the Browns. All right. Well, first of all, you know, obviously, congratulations uh, to the Denver Broncos, your team, on the win on Sunday. Um, Well-deserved. But the Cleveland Browns, if they want to get close to where they need to be, they got to fire their coach. Freddie Kitchens is not – the guy for this team, the guy they should have hired and they made the mistake on not doing it was Greg Williams. Greg Williams had those guys playing lights out football last year. Freddie kitchens had them playing great on offense. And I think they would have retained Freddie as their offensive coordinator. Um, but you know, I think that Baker Mayfield decided to go to ownership and say, Hey, I don't want Greg. I want Freddie. And it cost him big time, I think, this year. Because I think if you would have had Greg Williams, you would have had a disciplined coach and been able to play a lot better football this year. I mean, it came, it got so bad on Sunday that you guys, um, when I believe it was Noah Fant went for a 75-yard touchdown. Uh, Jermaine Whiteside missed a tackle. And they actually, the Cleveland Browns, released him yesterday after the stupid tweets that he decided to send out with the death threats and everything like yeah, that, that, that that's bad. just and, and he hurts himself not just by not being able to come back but there is a possibility that 
the Cleveland police can look into it and look into the matter. Oh, definitely. Let's look. Let's take a like a closer look at Baker Mayfield. You know, with the Browns being the Browns haven't been to you know the Super Bowl once in their entire you know history. Let's take a look at Baker Baker Mayfield, and you know I want the first thing I want to say about this guy is that I feel he's a very he he has a lot of potential for a quarterback, but I do see a lot of issues with the fact that he lets you know too much noise into his head from from around him and he lets that get to him so what what would you say about that well first of all let me say this i know that he ain't listening to our podcast or anything but baker mayfield is the most frustrating quarterback this year last year he had no problem having the chip on his shoulder calling out his old coach for going to cincinnati telling him he's a traitor having issues with everyone calling out everyone, the stupid comments he would say. But this year, when people want to ask him a question, he takes per- takes it personal. It's a stupid question. It's a stupid answer. I'm like, Baker, do us a favor. Stop with your stupid commercials that you decided to do. F- focus on football. Get better, because this year, you suck. And until he can get himself figured out, and ignore the like you said he needs to he just needs to drown out the noise he needs to get it out of the way because baker mayfield can be a good quarterback if he can actually put the work in i'm not saying he's not a hard worker i'm not saying anything like that i'm not questioning his ability i'm questioning his job right now to be a leader because he's not acting like a leader he needs to put himself more professional and until he does that he is going to hold this team back which is unacceptable when you have guys like Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, you got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, you got all these offensive playmakers, and you do have a pretty, you got a good set of guys on defense. And the fact that you only got two wins on the season is absolutely ridiculous. And he better step it up because otherwise Cleveland's going to be calling for him. So until they get rid of Freddie Kitchens and get a new leader as a coach and Baker Mayfield steps up and stops with the the arrogance that he has, his ego, they ain't going anywhere. Not for a while. They can make a playoff run if he steps him if he can actually act professional for next year and handle his business on the field. No question. Yeah, I think I think that if Baker Mayfield took the same amount of aggression that he takes towards the outside, you know, noise and all the the smack talking and stuff. I think if he put that and focused it into his playtime, he would have that team flying. I mean, I agree. it it takes it takes a coach to be able to make a team great, but it takes the players to be able to work with each other and to be able to know each other so well that they function as one solid, you know, machine. And I think that no matter what you know, coaches out there, no matter what the defense on the other team might look like, no matter what the offense on the other team might look like, I think that once they learn to work with each other and once they get a better quarterback who is a better leader, I think that that's, that's what's going to make it because you don't really need, per se, a better coach. I think more along the lines of 
the players are playing the game, the coach is coaching it, but the players are the ones who help each other out. And I think once they get a better leader as quarterback, that's they're going to fly through that hole. But also the coach does need to take responsibility for how his team's playing. Oh, definitely. And their team's not playing the level they should be playing. There's no question that the Cleveland Browns should have the one of the most dynamic offenses in the league. They should be way better than what they are right now. And I think it's so frustrating because we're seeing Baker Mayfield. He had no problem calling out people last year and saying all the things he was saying. And no one had a problem with it either because he was able to back it up. Now that he can't back it up, now he's got an issue with everybody. And I think it's getting a little ridic- I, I think it's getting a little ridiculous with his, ad- uh, his attitude. Hopefully, he figures it out like you said because I think I'm not questioning the ability. I'm questioning the leadership. Exactly. And I think that will answer that question on the Cleveland Browns at least. We'll mm-hmm. answer that until they fix their internal issues. I don't think there's going to be a chance that they can even, you know, make it to a divisional round in the playoffs. You know, the last time they even, even made they can, the playoffs. I don't even think they can make it to the playoffs. Yeah. The last time they even made the playoffs was 2002, and that was a wild card round. So – I mean, it, it, it's really going to take a lot of restructuring for this team to be able to go to the Super Bowl. As far as being contenders, um, they got a ways to go until they can they, get the right coach in there. They've got plenty of ways. They need to figure out how to get there first before they can actually get there. So that that's the answer for the Cleveland Browns. Let's start talking about um, Detroit. Well... Detroit's a different story. They're not like Cleveland. Uh, They don't have the talent that Cleveland has. They don't have um, the offense that Cleveland should have. But, you know, I already got into that. But the one guy I got to say for Detroit that's impressing me, and it's mind-blowing that he's not being talked about as an MVP candidate, is Matthew Stafford. The numbers show it. The uh, The numbers are proving it every single week. Uh, what he's being able to do, he's having his best season ever. Um, and, you know, I I feel so bad for him because, you know, you have Daryl Bevel uh, who comes, who's coming in. He's known as a running football coach. They're not running the football. And Matthew Stafford is having to drag that poor excuse of a defense every single week. And I think until the – Detroit Lions can get a defense and can actually establish the run, they're not even a playoff team for a few more years. Mm-hmm. I have I have no belief, I have no hope for the Detroit Lions to be anything. I think Matthew Stafford is going to be out of the league before they even have a Super Bowl chance. Yeah, and uh, we were actually talking about before, but you had mentioned that you would think he's a MVP candidate. Absolutely. Matthew Stafford is playing lights out football. And I think that I think if he was not on the Detroit Lions, let's just throw him in, let's say, Indianapolis. I think if he was with the Colts and he had these numbers, I think we talk about him as an MVP candidate. But the fact that he's in Detroit is hurting him. Um, you know, I'm actually one of those people that thinks somebody sh- – Maybe like a Super Bowl contender that's just missing a quarterback should make a trade for him. I know that won't happen because of the cap hit and stuff like that. 
but I just I have a a lot of hope for Matthew Stafford eventually. I know that a lot of times people want to say, you know, he's never really won big games before, but the thing is he also hasn't had the talent around him. You know, he's not had a great defense. He's not had a great offensive line, a great running back. Kerryon Johnson's a good running back, but they don't run the ball. So he's having to still throw the ball so many times a game. And there's only so much a quarterback can do until you have the right personnel around him. And Matt Patricia, who's supposed to be a Bill Belichick disciple, has really done nothing with that defense, which is inexcusable. Yeah, it's a darn shame. So hopefully hopefully offseason time they'll get a few more defensive pieces and maybe be able to surround Matthew Stafford with a little more talent uh, so that way they can compete. I'm pack. Uh, I'm a Packer fan, and I hate Detroit because you know they're in our division and everything like that. But you know, hopefully they get everything figured out uh, to where it makes it a competitive division. So, absolutely, I do think though that you know, to touch up on what you said, I think that until they they give him a better you know surrounding team, I think that it's 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 not. A possibility for them to be able to even be you know playoff contenders because the I fact that, with that you you can't have one single player carrying the rest of the team the entire season well and i think a lot of times uh people miss the boat on this the nfl is a lot different than baseball or basketball especially basketball basketball you can have maybe one or two big guys be able to lead you where you want to go football you need 53 guys. You need to have depth on your team. You got to have a great uh, group of guys to be able to carry each other because if one person has a bad day, it can cause everybody to have a bad day. Mm-hmm. One, one person can have a great day, but the rest of the team does nothing, and you can take home a loss and have a losing season. So hopefully the Detroit Lions can get it figured out, uh, especially for Matthew Stafford because I think he's just – wasting away over there in Detroit yeah and I I do agree I feel like if you put Matthew Stafford in in any other team really yeah excluding the Browns yeah exactly I I think I think he would excel tremendously and I think that would be not only good for his career but for the team that he would end up with and you know here's to hoping that he demands to be you know traded or something because that that poor that poor guy is just sitting there while the rest of his team is, you know, dwiddling their thumbs somewhere, you know, wondering what to do next. And it's just... Well, I think that's the thing I think Matthew Stafford's going to look into because, you know, I don't think he'll request a trade, but I think he is going to demand a little more things like to get this team better and where they should be, which I he obviously has a right to do. He's the franchise quarterback. Um, But, you know, back to... Uh, I mentioned Indianapolis before, but I also want to give uh, my prayers to Jacoby Brissett for a quick recovery with a sprained MCL. You know, I thought it was going to be a lot worse from when I saw it, but hopefully he gets back soon. So that way, you know, the Colts can get right back where they need to be. Yeah. It seems like he'll bounce right back up and they're doing pretty well um, as well this season. I think if he didn't get hurt this past Sunday, I think they would have beat the Steelers. Um, Only time will tell though. So, you know, just, one one step at a time and hopefully for Matthew Stafford 
and the Cleveland Browns, they can get everything figured out because those those fans do deserve uh, some wins and a winning season. Exactly. So there's our answers. Um, the Browns, no go. I that's that's a solid no. And the Detroit Lions, you know, they're they show some promise, but it like I said, it's going to take a lot of major restructuring on each on both of the teams to be able to even you know look into that possibility of them going to the playoffs and even being Super Bowl contenders. So, you know, hopefully that answers that question. Um, let's actually talk about the Lakers and the Toronto uh, Raptors this weekend. Here we go. Um, you know, we do, like most football talk, we've been doing the last podcast and the last part of this podcast. But we're going to switch it up and we're going to talk about basketball. And we're going to say, you know, our our thoughts about this weekend's game. Uh, Jake, do you want to go ahead and start that off? You know, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. You know, I think a lot of people doubted Toronto uh, losing Kawhi Leonard and not really having that superstar. Um, But the two guys that have been impressing me, man, are Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam. Um, And I know you're a Raptors fan. Yeah, and definitely that I'm a Clippers fan. Uh, so I hate the Lakers, but you know, for this coming Sunday, I just, I don't think Siakam or Lowry can handle LeBron or Anthony Davis. Oh no, I completely disagree with you. You think that Kawhi or Mike Kabad, sorry, Kawhi, Mike Kabad, (laughs) you think that Kyle Lowry and Siakam can stop LeBron and Anthony Davis? You know what they're playing? I'm saying they're playing pretty well. I would think I agree with that. I would trust them to take us to that victory because they've been doing really well and everything that LeBron is I'd all mad respect for that guy first of all. He's the he's, goat. He's pretty good. He is Goat James, dude. I as, wouldn't say As Shannon Sharp goat, says, Goat, goat James. Well, regardless, he's he's a pretty good player. I would still say that, you know, these two are really promising and I think that they're going to lead us to victory against the Lakers this weekend because I I do see a lot of promise from these two and you know it's just you you have yet to see two players who have that amount of fire you know excluding obviously LeBron James because everybody loves LeBron James I mean not everybody but most people do most people do anyway so um let's bring it back to football Minnesota versus Dallas. You love the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys, man. I can't stand those cowgirls. It's just uh, it's so frustrating. Um, yeah, we got Minnesota, Dallas Cowboys uh, coming up on Sunday. You know, I think uh, I'm really intrigued, actually, by this matchup, only because I want to see if Kirk Cousins can beat the Cowboys because when he was in Washington, he only had one win over the Redskins or over the Redskins over the Cowboys. And, you know, it actually was with, uh, against a backup quarterback for the Cowboys. So to me, it wasn't that impressive. The thing that is going to be interesting to see, can Dallas stop Dalvin cook and those wide receivers? Because I got a feeling Dalvin cook is going to go crazy on Sunday and he's going to be anxious to redeem himself after Kansas City. So 
to me, I got the Dallas Cowboys losing this game. Um, I'm going to say the score is going to be 34 to 24. 34 to 24? 34 to 24. Um, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to do the complete opposite again. Why? Because I completely believe that is that is a simple fact. And also because there's got to be some sort of, you know, difference. Well, obviously. But, you know, I already called the Ravens game. Puts me 1-0. I think we should have a chart on how many times I'm going to be right this season. You know, like a tally board? Oh, yeah. Well, let's wins, do it. A wins-loss record. All so right. So that way, you know, we can see who's going to be right more times than not. Let's do I, it. You're already wrong half the time anyway, so... <laughs> That's very bold of you to say because I really do think that you said you're going for Minnesota. I'm going Minnesota. I think Minnesota is going to pull this one out. Oh, it's the, but the Vikings. I really do think you, the you Cowboys have a bias are going to pull against the Vikings, one. though. And you've never ever told me why, but you've been this way for a long time. And that is a secret that shall remain a secret. Yeah, you'll open up one day. Maybe. I honestly, though, with you know, with. With all honesty, I do think that the Cowboys are going to pull through this one. I oh, don't God. think it's going to be as far as you're saying, though, 34-24. I think Cowboys are going to are going to just barely inch their way past uh, the Vikings. And I, I say that with the most hope that I can say about any team. Uh, what score do you got? Honestly, I'm not even seeing them... I'm I'm seeing like a like a 21 21 and the Vikings somewhere in the teens. In the teens. You got the Vikings in the teens. I'm I'm telling you I feel like it's going to be a pretty good game. There's it's going to inch its way because I feel like they show a lot of promise, but I do believe that Dallas is going to be on top. You have lost your mind. I have. But you know what? That's a bet that I'm willing to take because I didn't think it's a bet you're going to lose, but you know. Yes, but look, listen to this. I didn't think that the Patriots were going to stop at the score that they did this weekend. Okay, just passed. Know. That's true. And they did. And you know what? As opposed to everybody else who was like, um, oh, they're going to they're gonna make this big old, you know, score and just this big old, like, line of touchdowns. No. They stopped at the score they stopped at. And that, I, I was surprised. So who knows? Maybe I might be surprised again this weekend and see that score that I'm thinking about. You won't. Okay. They're well, gonna, they're gonna pull a Tony Romo and choke. Oh, not Tony Romo. Sorry, it's gonna happen. We're sorry, podcast fans. He's mentioned the Romo name. I did. I have no shame in it. Well, anyway, why don't you? Actually, Jake has got some pretty exciting news. Um, why don't you let everybody know what that is? Oh, yeah. So uh, this coming Monday, I'll actually be going to the Clippers and Toronto Raptors game. Um, Afterwards, I'll get a chance to go backstage and uh, watch the press conference live. Hopefully, I can get some footage in there and just be able to bring it to the show. Hopefully, we can get it up here. Uh, Also, though, and this is going to catch Alex a little off guard, um, we're going to have a raffle next week podcast and it will be to hand out two clipper tickets wow so make sure you guys put your names into an entry on our uh instagram wait a minute wait wait a minute your prize clippers tickets you're 
giving them away. I'm giving two tickets away. Wow. Uh, obviously, the people ha- will have to let me know what day they're free. So that way I can try to make a day work for them. So that way I can uh, gift them uh, two tickets. Look and- at that. You guys even get your preference. Yeah. So obviously, you're not going to get to choose what game you want. But just let me know the day that is best for you so I can um, be able to try my best to get you tickets for a certain day that works for you. Um, but yeah, just go on our Instagram page and put your name into a raffle. We're going to have you guys be able to put your names in there so we can take all your names down and next week we'll announce a winner. So best of luck to everyone. Hopefully you'll wait, wait. So this is going live today. Yeah, this is going to happen. We're going to put the uh, raffles going live today. Yeah. We're going to put it up and hopefully see who gets the opportunity at win some tickets and treating themselves out look at that look at that all right well that is all we have for you guys today so thank you for listening as usual um like our stuff on instagram if you came from our instagram go right back onto our instagram and like our our pages share it do everything you can uh we hope you enjoyed listening to us and our rants especially jake i know he's very passionate about I am. I football am. eats lives and breathes it Every single day.